Let us go to the Lord in prayer as we begin our worship unto him. Heavenly Father, thank you for just being here this morning. I know, Lord, there were those many of us raised in church families and those of us who were not, and this is probably the last place that we would have been found prior to you finding us. And so, Lord, just thank you for this opportunity to be here this morning and pray that each of us would just be able to engage our mind and our soul and realize that we're here to worship our Creator. We're here to worship the Most High. We thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for your word that you have given us and pray that as we listen to your word today and when we leave here, we would not be forgetful hearers, but that we would apply it in our lives, that we would honor and glorify you and be a good witness and a testimony to the world around us. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11. For the life of a creature is in the blood, and I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. As we look at the atonement today, we see that the life is in the blood, and he says here the blood makes an atonement. In reality, what that does is it, it makes an exchange. It's a substitute. But somewhere along the line, a life has to be given, which was determined in the Old Testament. In Leviticus chapter 16, the Day of Atonement is talked about. And I'll just briefly kind of describe what was written about in Leviticus 16. It says, on one, one day each year, the high priest would offer sacrifices for the people's sins. The high priest would take two unblemished goats. The first he would sacrifice as a sin offering for the people and then sprinkle its blood on the atonement cover. The Israelites, although they deserved death, and we are no different. We have to remember, we're no different than the Israelites. But then God graciously provided this goat as a substitute to die in their place. The second goat. The priest would place his hands on its head, confess the people's sins over it, and then drive it out far into the wilderness. The blood has been shed. And by the shedding of blood, there then can be remission for sin. The other goat was driven out into the wilderness in the same way. You need not to be concerned about your sins anymore. It's been driven away by Christ's blood. Don't be concerned about your sins anymore, nor bear them as a burden on your back. Because that back cannot continue to bear those burdens. We need Christ. Each sacrifice pointed beyond itself to the perfect sacrifice that Christ himself would offer by his death on the cross, dealing with sin once and for all. You know, we're to preach the gospel to ourselves every day, to be re reminded of the atonement and to be reminded by great songs like thee. You know, and can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood and, and just to be reminded, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm not what I once used to be, but praise God, I am what I am now because of the grace of God 
You know, you got to just meditate on that every day. In Hebrews chapter 10, we read the following, verses 1 through 4. For the law, since it has only a shadow of the good things to come, and not the very form of things, can never, by the same sacrifices which they offer continually year by year, make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise, would they not have ceased to be offered? Because the worshipers, having once been cleansed, would no longer have had consciousness of sins. But in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins year by year, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Moving down to verse 11. Every priest stands daily ministering and offering time after time the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But he, having offered one sacrifice for sins for all time, sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time onward until his enemies would be made a footstool for his feet. For by one offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. And down to verse 19. Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Preaching the gospel to ourselves every day. Just imagine Christ's final agonizing hours on the cross. His sacrificial death was according to the Father's plan. In 1 Peter, we are reminded, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. And that's what I'm saying. Think about that. Suffered, suffered for sin, the righteous for the unrighteous. You and I, the unrighteous, the righteous suffered. Why? To bring us to God, to restore that relationship. And then in 1 Peter 1, For you know, you know, that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. Just think of some of those words in those verses and thinking back of what you once were before Christ and here you are today, if you've repented and you believed in Christ, you've been chosen. You've been given new life through Christ who is our faith and our hope. From all eternity, 
The Father chose the Son to be the one who would provide an atoning sacrifice. When the incarnate Christ came, he was very clear of his mission. He said, I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. His offering means that you and I, as believers, stand perfected in God's sight. And can it be? And can it be that I can stand perfected in God's sight? A sinful man like me, struggling with sin every day? How can it be? Your sin has been removed by his son, and you are clothed in the righteousness of his son. The death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ was never plan B. God determined that the road to Calvary would be the way of salvation. Jesus Christ on the cross was the final day of atonement. It's settled. It is finished, is what Christ said. It's why for you and I to have new life in Christ.